1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 through 11. If you don't have it memorized by now, at least you wake up um, in cold sweats at night. Um, I'm quoting it. 1 Corinthians, 11, or 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11, reading from the modern English version. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is the Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are various gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are various operations, but it is the same God who operates all of them in all people. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone for the common good. To one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But that one and very same Spirit works all these, dividing to each one individually as he will. So jumping into it, y'all made it this far. You've made it a bunch. This is actually like week number eight because it took two weeks to get through the introduction. You made it this far. What do you say we pray? See if God can help us with our definition because it's very hard to do something you can't define. It's very hard to ask God to use you in something that you don't even understand yourself. So we got to get our definition straight, not so we can debate with people, so we actually know um, how God operates in this area, what we should look for, and then that way we'll be able to be used as well. Pray with me. Jesus, we love you. God, you are so awesome. You are so great. There is none like you in all the earth. God, we thank you for those that are here. We thank you for those that are visiting and traveled so far. And God, we don't believe it's coincidence. We don't believe that it's happenstance, but every person in this room, God, is here by divine appointment. You have something on your celestial calendar that you want to do in their lives. And God, it's more than just hear a message. It's more than just sing some songs. It's more than just shake some hands. God, they, they're here because you want to do something powerful in their life. God, would you help me to say something under your unction, under your anointing? God, something that would have everlasting value and everlasting staying power that they would feel not only what I am preaching, but they'll also feel that they can be used by you in the very thing I'm going to talk about today. Help us expand our faith as well as our mind, our capacity for you. Stretch us, mold us, shape us. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Thank you for steady. You may be seated. The working of miracles. And see, our studies on the gifts of the Spirit, we now come to this working of miracles. we got to define, first of all, what this is. The definition will help us a lot because without the definition, we'll start to classify everything as a miracle. A miracle can be defined as a supernatural inter intervention by God in the ordinary course of nature. As in the case with many words in the English language, we tend to use the word miracle, generally speaking, as it means just one thing. We start to talk about, we generalize everything. We just, I love that. I love this. I love you. We have made love like almost meaningless. We, we love everything. I like this. I like that. I like this. Why don't you send me a like? Give me a like. I like. We take one word in English language and we try to apply it to so many things, but you specifically, the word miracle means something else. For example, sometimes the word miracle is, is used generally as a figure of speech. We talk, for instance, about miracle fabrics and miracle drugs and miracle detergents and so forth. In nature, we might see a beautiful sunrise and say, oh my, that's a miracle. We might look at a beautiful rose garden ablaze with glorious color and the perfume of the flowers ascending to the heavens and say, that's a miracle of nature. 
But none of those things are a miracle, specifically speaking, but generally speaking, they are. Now, last week, I tried to confuse you just so I could unconfuse you. So let me say it this way. In the magnificent sunrise, the sun is doing exactly what it ought to do according to the laws of nature. The rose is doing exactly what it was meant to do according to the laws of nature. Therefore, specifically, these are not miracles because a miracle is a supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. Are you with me? Oh, that's a miracle. Well, no, that's really pretty, but a sunrise is doing what it's supposed to do. Oh, look at the roses. Those are miracles. No, they're not. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Another example that they use is, is the medical profession calls birth. Oh, it's the miracle of childbirth. It's a miracle that when that woman didn't get off the bed, she didn't beat you out to death for what you did to her, sir. That's the miracle. See, generally speaking, a natural birth is a miracle. But it's not a miracle in the specific sense because it's an event occurring in the normal or ordinary course of nature. The same is true in the spirit realm regarding the miracle of salvation. Generally speaking, whatever that is, can we stop doing that? Because I'm going to start to go like this. Thank you. Generally speaking, salvation is a miracle. But specifically speaking, salvation isn't any more a miracle than a natural birth is a miracle. In the supernatural realm, the new birth is a very natural or normal occurrence. It's a supernatural act, but it is not the gift of the working of miracles in operation. Are you with me? So generally speaking, as a figure of speech, both the natural birth and the spiritual rebirth of one's spirit are miracles. But specifically speaking, neither is a miracle because they're not a supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. So is it a miracle that God can forgive my sins? If I repent, then he will forgive me. If I go down in the waters of baptism, he'll wash that away and fill me with the spirit. Is that a miracle? Yes. Specifically, no, because that's what is supposed to happen in the new birth. As this, this, you start to look at these kids, they get so big. This lady said yesterday, we got the kids' haircut. You know, Ethan's going to have a beard just like you are. I was like, I know, and he's getting taller than me. I know, and he's just 15. I, I know. You're telling me stuff I know? But it is a miracle because I look at him now and I remember when he's itty bitty. Look at all these kids right around here. They keep just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's a miracle. I can't believe something like that came from me. It did, ma'am. And it's not a miracle because it's supposed to happen. That's the way it's designed. It's a, it's, I can't explain it to you, but it's not a miracle specifically speaking. It's not a supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. So the one is spiritual, what is natural, and neither are miracles. For example... The dividing of the Jordan by the striking it with the mantle is an example of the working of miracles in operation. After Elijah ascended to heaven in a chariot and the whirlwind, Elisha recovers his mantle and he smoked the Jordan River. Where's the God of Elijah? It separates. That's not natural. Are you with me? I'm making it ridiculously clear so you stop calling everything a miracle and realize when actually the working of miracles is happening. Dividing the waters by smacking them with a mantle or a piece of fabric was the working of miracles because that was a supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. In the area of healing, many times miracles are received, but that's not necessarily the working of miracles. They're simply healing miracles. So what do we see more of in the New Testament church? Healings, absolutely. But if you have like one lung and we pray for you and you have two, that's a miracle. If you have COPD and we pray for you and you don't, that's the gifts of healing. 
Would they be a miracle? Generally speaking, yes. Specifically, no. See, a lot of times we misunderstand what gift God is actually using. So let me keep explaining. I don't want to try to confuse you, but that is my spiritual gift as well. It's going to cause it to confusion, then I got to unconfuse everybody. Everything that God, that God does is miraculous in a sense, but receiving healing by supernatural means is not a miracle in the same sense that turning common dust into insects just by a gesture like in Exodus 8-8 or turning common water into wine just by speaking a word is a miracle. Are you with me? Those two occurrences of examples are the working of miracles. Water turned to wine by the aging process or the process of nature is a natural phenomenon. But water turned to wine by speaking a word as Jesus did is a miracle according to our definition. Why? What's our definition? This might be a Wednesday question. A supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. A supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. A miracle, therefore... Ooh, I'm going to say it so much. You're going to wake up at the end of the morning. Supernatural. A supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. A temporary suspension in the accustomed order. Or an interruption in the system of nature as we know it. Operated by the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's have some examples just so you can breathe a little bit. Ready? Come on. Breathe a little bit. Okay. We define the working of miracles. Let's look at some examples in the Bible of the gift and operation. Moses and the Israelites. The working of miracles was used time and time again for miraculous deliverance of God's people. We see this gift used in Egypt when God convinced Pharaoh to let Israel go. Several miracles were wrought during this time when Aaron threw down his rod and it was turned to a serpent. When the dust was turned to insects, as the other plagues followed, this was the gift of the working of miracles in operation. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt and approached the Red Sea, Pharaoh and his host were behind them, ready to recapture them and make them slaves again. The Israelites were, um, were with the wilderness on one side, the mountains on the other, the river in front of them, the enemy behind. It seemed hopeless. Moses stretched, uh, looked, out, uh, looked towards the Lord, stretched out his rod, and when it did, the sea divided. Would you call that out of the ordinary? Yes. Go find me a stick. And, and try to, you know, divide something. And just, just do it with your swimming pool. You don't have a lot of faith. We'll start with a swimming pool. Take, take a two-by-four and, and stick it out and see if your swimming pool divides. If that happens, I would call that a miracle because it was a divine inter intervention in the ordinary course of nature. God's people walked over on dry land to the other side, and the enemy attempted to cross, and, and the waters actually um, uh, drowned them and covered them. What about Elijah and the widow? The working of miracles also used in the Old Testament for pride those who um, were in need or in want. Why am I using the Old Testament? Remember, nine gifts of the Spirit, seven of them we see in the Old Testament. What are the two that we don't see that are for the New Testament only? Yes, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. You'll not find it in the Old Testament. So, it was the working of miracles when the widow's cruise of oil didn't fail but kept flowing like a fountain of oil and filling up every vessel that she had, and it still kept flowing with oil. As long as she had vessels, the oil kept flowing. That's the working of miracles. How about in the New Testament? Let's look at a few examples of the working of miracles. Jesus feeding the 5,000. We see the working of miracles in the New Testament with Jesus. He took the little boy's lunch, fed 5,000 with it in John 6. What about Paul and Elimus? The working of miracles also used to confirm the preached word when Paul was preaching in Cyprus. Elimus, the sorcerer, withstood him. And he was struck blind for a season through the power of God and the operation of the gift of the working of miracles. It was a supernatural sign to others nearby in Acts chapter 13. What happens? A lot of times what happens is we call the gifts of healing miracles. 
Miracles, miracles. But when we, man, we start praying for miracles, signs, and wonders. What are we actually praying for? That's crazy. Miracle signs and wonders. I want you to understand that if someone comes and, and, and they have sickness in their body, pain in their body, and they're healed, that is not a miracle. That's the gifts of healing. Healings with an S. Correct me. Boy, don't let me make a mistake now. I'll get you on the front row. You better tell me. The gifts of healings. Now, someone comes and they've been blind since birth or maybe they're blind by a chemical accident and nobody can fix that. And they're prayed for and their sight returns to them. That's not healing. That's a miracle. Both of them are awesome. But what I told you, what was the most awesome? The working of miracles. Why? Because that's crazy stuff. That stuff that will, you know, that, that sorcerer being turned blind was a sign to everybody where he was preaching. He had them all duped. Everybody believed because of that one thing. Kendall talked about it. I've said it before. I didn't even realize that I said it so many years ago that I would love to rent one of those pods just to fill up all the, you know, fill up with wheelchairs and crutches um, and canes and walkers um, and all kind of stuff. How about people that have to drag around oxygen tanks all the time? Let's fill it up with all that. We, I tell you, I said, this is what, we're so backwards. We're so bad. We have another pastor here visiting us, and, and, and I, I don't need to say anything, brother. Just, just do like a yes or no, uh, just another pastor's opinion, is that it's, we have it backwards. It used to be that Jesus would perform miracles and then preach. Now we preach and hope miracles happen. So we do everything in reverse. What would happen if at the first song when Ty was playing, we just stood up here and said, look, if you have pain in your body, come. If you need something from God, come right now. And when I used to evangelize, I would say this. And if you're here and need something that only God can give you, what is that? That's called, do you need a miracle? But if I say, do you need a miracle? Everybody come running because we don't have our definition right. So I would always say, if you're here to have pain in your body, if, if you are here um, and you are hurting right now and you want, you want a, uh, an answer to prayer, come now. If you're here in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, come now. I'll wait to the end. If you're here and you need something that only God could give you, if God doesn't give it to you, you'll never get it. Come right now. Could you imagine if we did that after the first song and as they're coming, people are healed? It's not so we had to sign autographs, get our picture taken. Could you imagine the amount of people who want to come and hear the word? What would happen? How about the gift of faith versus the working of miracles delivered from danger? The working of miracles is used to deliver people from unavoidable danger or harm. The gift of faith would carry a person through the danger with great peace and calm without a person being harmed at all. But the working of miracles is different. For instance, when Paul was shipwrecked, the storm didn't cease until it blew itself out. That's what it says in Acts 27. Paul didn't stand up and say, storm, you stop. But because God has spoken to him through a, mess, uh, through a message from an angel of God, Paul had an extraordinary faith to believe for divine protection. And Paul passively received the miracle. That was to get the faith in operation. And he received divine protection and safety for everyone on board that ship, although the ship itself was eventually damaged. In another instance, however, when Jesus stood on that ship and said, peace, be still, and the storm ceased, that was the working of miracles. And those who were on board were delivered from danger. Two different storms, two different gifts. We would say it's a miracle. They both, they all got saved. Yes, and generally speaking, but if you're trying to find the nine gifts of the Spirit, no. Paul received a message saying that nothing will happen to you and all that are on board. So he knew as long as they stayed on board, that's why he said, don't jump ship. Don't do that now. No, no, no. Stay in the ship. 
because I have a word. I, I can rest in my faith. Now, now were they on the, were that crazy island and everything else? Were they wet and cold and uncomfortable? Yes, but they were safe. That's the gift of faith. That's passively receiving just the working of miracles does something. Jesus stood up and said, peace be still. Every, on, in both instances, everybody was worried they're going to lose their life. Two different gifts being used. Working miracles. So why do I think it's the coolest? What did I say that I wanted? If I only could pick one gift and I go through it, depending on what day of the week it is, um, but it would be the gift of faith. We talk about the gift of faith. What? It's a supernatural release of faith to help someone believe for something that they normally wouldn't believe for. That was the only thing that stopped Jesus from doing miracles in the New Testament. He couldn't do many miracles because of their unbelief, not because he didn't have power. Many times we don't have the miracle signs and wonders we see, not because God isn't strong, not because he's different. It's because we have too much unbelief. But what if I had a gift that when released by God, it could override your unbelief and make you believe for things you normally wouldn't believe for? Man, that sounds like a perfect storm for God to operate in. The difference between the gift of faith and working of miracles is the gift of faith receives a miracle and the working of miracles works a miracle. It's okay, let her talk. But she's the only one that's preaching with me right now. The working of miracles is used to display God's power and magnificence. But what's the importance of it? When this gift is manifestation through a believer, they participate in the same power of God that was manifest when he created the world. Now, God certainly worked a miracle when he spoke the earth into existence. And when, when the Lord permits a person through the power of the Holy Spirit to speak a word, then the, and the miraculous occurs that the same God who created the world is allowing some of his omnipotence to be manifest through that person. That's powerful. Let me give you some examples. Let me give you some examples. I don't, want you, I don't want to bore you. By the working of miracles, a nation was plagued to ensure the deliverance of God's people and bring him to glory. By the working of miracles, the shadow cast by the sun went back 10 steps on a sundial as a sign that Hezekiah would live and not die. Through the working of miracles, suddenly and astonishingly, a rod that was thrown to the ground miraculously became a serpent. Through the working of miracles, fire flashed from the sky and consumed a sacrifice as well as the altar upon which it had been sacrificed. Through the one time, through the working of miracles, a prophet even made it thunder and hail. By the working of miracles, through Samson, even lions were overcome and slain. In the case of Daniel, however, lions were not overcome and slain. Instead, an angel came down and shut the lion's mouth. Daniel received this miracle through the gift of faith and operation. He lay down and went to sleep among those hungry, ravenous lions and was kept in perfect safety. The Bible says that when Daniel came out, no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. That kind of faith to receive a miracle is beyond ordinary faith and every Christian possesses it. It's the gift of faith in action. Remember, the gift of faith receives the miracle. The gift of the working of miracles does the miracles. Through the working of miracles, loaves were multiplied. Through the working of miracles, a solid iron axe head was made to float in water as if it was a piece of wood. Through the working of miracles, the raging force of a storm was quieted. Through the working of miracles, a multitude of fish filled the disciples' net when they let down at Jesus' instruction. Through the working of miracles, the widow's small pot of oil became a fountain of oil and provided sustenance for her and her son. The working of miracles, I'm telling you, that's the coolest gift. Don't act all spiritual like you don't think it's cool. I don't know. Could you imagine? Have you ever seen an axe float? Which is crazy. It's like, my Lord, the axe head, it was borrowed. I'm like, so what? Go to Home Depot. It's like, you know what? I'll make it float. Some of the coolest stuff. You know what I like about it so much, man, is that people can argue with me all they want about doctrinal issues. 
If you come in with one leg and leave with two, you don't want to argue about nothing. I'll take it. I'm not here to argue with you. I'm not, I'm not a theologian. I don't want to debate. How about, we'll get this. You, you're right. You win. Bye. See you later. Let's do it like that. I do not have time to be arguing with folks. What I do have time for is to try to connect people with need to a God that has an endless supply. What I do have time for is to, is to actually connect hurting people to a healing God. What I do have time for is to invest in these kids that are saying, you know what? I don't care what the world is saying. I've already seen it from my own eyes, and that God is using me. That's what I have time for. But if we don't know how to define it, we'll call everything. See, the, what, what, what makes Christians look bad is that we don't know how to use the right verbiage. We're like, God died on the cross. Really, God? Oh, you mean Jesus, who was God manifest in the flesh? You mean, you mean his outward, the flesh? Oh, yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds right. But we just say God died. Oh, man, poor God. We just use all kinds of stuff. We mean well, but we seem foolish. But to say, you know what? Hey, I need a miracle. Or if someone says, what's the difference between a miracle and a healing? Like, I don't know. One's good and one's gooder. I don't know. The gifts of healing, basically... Basically, the gifts of healing is, we're going to talk about it next week. I don't want to ruin my stuff, but we'll, we'll go here. Miracles are something that's, what was it? What was the definition? Supernatural. Yes, that's exactly what it is. If it's not going to ever happen naturally, if it's never going to happen naturally, you know, it's, it's you know, the axe floats. You know, if I have 11 ounces of cooking oil and I fill up 19 gallons out of that little bitty, th that, that's, that's a miracle. But if somebody has pain in their back, if somebody has sciatica so bad that they can't even get out of bed and we pray for them and they don't have it, that's the gifts of healings. That's the difference. So when I say, if you're here and you have pain in your body, what I'm saying is if you're here and need healing, come. If I say, if you're here and you have a need so big that only God can do it, I want you to come. Are you saying the same thing, Pastor? No, I'm not. But if I say, if you need a miracle, the whole church will come. That's the difference. Miracles. So the gift of working in miracles is for us today. So let me be 100% transparent. You are going to see the more working of miracles in the Old Testament, and you'll see more gifts of healings in the New Testament. But that does not mean it's not for us today. Just because there's more of one and the other doesn't mean it's not for us today. So I, there's people that say, you know, the, the gifts or the working of the miracles is not for us. Today. Who said so? The Bible certainly doesn't say so in 1 Corinthians 14.1. Um, well, some answer, well, if the miraculous were for us today, then we'd have more of it operating in our midst. But I say if God says we can have the miraculous operation of spiritual gifts, then we, we ought to have them. We not only need to believe in the gifts of the Spirit, but we need to have them in the manifestation of our church too. If I say, I believe in saving, I just don't have anything in savings. That's great. I believe in a balanced diet. I just like Cheetos. We can believe in lots of stuff, but unless we're manifesting it, I'm not preaching all this and getting really sweaty just so you can believe in something. I want it to manifest here in our, in our ministry. Well, Pastor, I don't have a ministry. I'm sorry. Is this your first day here? Yes, you do have a ministry. You, listen to this. A disciple is more than a person who makes a decision to follow Christ. That's a convert. 
A disciple now functions as a visible, verbal representation of Jesus Christ. A disciple is full-time Christian, not a part-time saint. You are not here just on Sunday. You are not here just to get salvation. That is a convert. You are a disciple. You are a visible, verbal representation of Jesus Christ. So that means we need to start acting like him, talking like him, and believing that when he says these signs shall follow them that believe, and, and, and you're going to do many more than I did, you need to start believing that. He wasn't talking to the guy with the microphone. He was talking to those who believe. But why don't we do it? We wait till we feel something. I don't need to feel anything. Why? Because my feelings fool me. I know your feelings don't. I just really feel if I eat this apple pie, God will turn into broccoli. We don't trust your feelings. Feelings aren't faith. So here, here it is. I, I, I'm a use. I'm a use. Somebody I'm, I'm trying to help. Price, be honest now, because everybody in Jesus is watching, okay? When you grabbed Candace's hands, when I asked you to grab her hands, did you feel anything was going to happen, like powerful, like you just knew 100%? I'm, I'm not saying you don't, because I pray for a lot of people, I didn't feel anything, and God did it. Did you feel like, oh, this is it, this is it? Or are you like, all right, just follow what pastor says. What did you feel? You tell me. I'm not putting words in your mouth. Did you feel it? Not when you started praying, but before you started praying. No. Good. Why is that good? Because if you only do it, when you only feel it, guess what? You'll never do it. Why? Because you'll be looking for the feeling and not the faith. He didn't say those who really feel it and, and can start to feel goosebumps on goosebumps and have their hair sticking up shall lay hands on the sick. He said, no, those who believe, lay hands on the sick. I don't need to feel anything. It's not in my power. It's not in my name. But when we start to do stuff, don't worry about it. I got, I got a bunch of them to move and wiggle too, brother. When we start to do it, that's when you feel it. Because what's really cool, now, Candace, when, before she grabbed your hand, did you feel anything awesome like, oh, this is, this is it, today's the day? Nothing. But as you both were doing it, so you took her hands, you started praying, you started praying, and all of a sudden you started feeling it, and she started feeling it, and now, now God starts to work, and at the end of it, no more pain. Why are you using an 11-year-old girl, Pastor? Well, one, she's got an anointing on her life, and I'm going to help her as much as I can. Second, she's got the guts to do it. I know you don't like this. Quit picking with me. Go back to the pulpit. <laughs> I don't like it when you get out here walking. But I like that. It's, it, here's the thing is, is, do you have the guts to do it? Why do we say that? Am I too far forward, Dr. B? Am I making you nervous? Okay. Because um, sometimes, stay in the light. Stay in the light. Don't walk to the darkness. Walk to the dark. Facebook makes me look all crazy. It's, do you have enough faith to do it? Let's just talk 2021 20, terms. Do you have the guts to try? Well, what happens? If, you know, let me know. Since we're being transparent, just you and I, you know, nobody's really watching. It's just you and I. If you don't have the guts to try, what you're saying is, um, I'm afraid to look dumb, and so I would rather save my pride than help someone in need. I'd rather protect my ego than actually try to stretch my belief and help someone who actually needs something. Ooh. What's that? Yes. Do you experience it? Now, now, this is cool. This is cool. Sometimes you need to push. Now, I'm going to push you. No. 
And I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you off the hook. I probably got more stuff, but I'm not going to keep preaching. Stand with me, please. I got a bunch of stuff. All I need you to remember, remember one thing, and I'm going to leave you alone. Okay. I only said that definition 150 times. I couldn't memorize it. I couldn't remember it either. I was down to go, what is it? Help me. Throw me a word. Divine intervention in the ordinary course of nature. Kendall said it really good. How many people have experienced a healing? And everybody's like, I don't know. Everybody has. If you've been sick and you haven't been, and then you got better, you respect the healing. If you scraped your elbow or your knee and got all, you know, all jacked up because you, you know, tried to go down the hill 100 miles an hour on a skateboard, um, and you need it instead of forever, you experience healing. Um, but miracles are different. And as we're, we're still being transparent, my definitions sometimes get mixed up too. Like we, I, we pray for a lady in, in Guatemala. Nora knows her really well because it's her sister. <laughs> um, she got a chemical burn in her lungs when she worked at the Nestle factory. Um, and she had trouble eating, all kind of stuff. Um, and there was, there was a service that I was preaching, and then she came up for, for prayer. Um, well, movie man, I wish I could say, I just felt it like, mm, uh, like, you know, in the movies, you know, like this, all of a sudden this monk started chanting, mm, no, nothing. J2, will you pray for me? Yeah, I'll pray for you. Started laying hands on Belinda, started praying for her. She's feeling it, I'm feeling it. Just goes. I forgot. So she came back a couple, three weeks later. I said, JT, why don't you know that everything's gone? I can eat fine. My digestion's fine. Everything's fine. It's all gone. I would say, man, that's a miracle. But it wasn't. What was it? Was the gifts of healings. Was it a miracle for her? Yes, generally speaking. But if we're going to earnestly desire the best gifts, my word, we should at least know what they actually are. Divine intervention. Of course, nature. So then when, now that I'm looking at it like that, how many miracles have I seen? At that definition, how many miracles have you seen? You could probably count them on one hand and have a few, hand, few fingers left over. Maybe someone was deaf and received their, their hearing. Blinds. Someone was in a, in, in a wheelchair and had so much atrophy that they couldn't walk and they got up by the wheelchair and started walking. We've seen a lot of gifts of healings. And that's cool. And for a lot of churches, that would be like the pinnacle. And I'm not thankful. I mean, I am thankful, but I'm not satisfied. Because people say, just be, be satisfied. You be satisfied. I'm thankful. I'm not satisfied because God said we can have it all. You be satisfied with a little bit. I'm thankful for everything, but I don't, I'm not satisfied. So if we think that the gifts of healings are awesome, what do you think about the working of miracles now? We're talking about stuff that people only talk about. Wouldn't it be cool to see one time? Would you like to see somebody come in a wheelchair? Not like the push-behind wheelchair, like they've been in so long in the hell like the remote control wheelchair, you know? How would you like to try to figure out how they're going to drive their handicap-adjusted van back now that they can walk perfectly? 
I don't know how you're going to dry that thing because you're healed now. I want the working of miracles. But here it is. A lot of times the working of miracles shows up when there's a need for it. How many people in this room actually need a miracle in that sense? You start filling God's house, filling his house with that kind of need mixed with your kind of faith, we're going to see it. Pastor, why don't we see more miracles? Because everybody that comes is healed. And they're not healed, they got blue cross and blue shield, and they're happy to pay the deductible and let somebody else fix it. That's why. But you start filling this place with people who have no hope that the medical profession has said, I can't help you anymore. I'm going to send you to a place called hospice, or I'm going to send you to a place where they're going to give you exactly what you need so you can adjust the rest of your life in that situation. Fill God's house with that, and we'll see it. I am thankful. I have seen God do awesome stuff. But you know what? I want to see him do so much more. Why is it necessary today? Well, it was written in the New Testament. And it was the gifts of the Spirit. And we're supposed to earnestly desire or covet or passionately desire these gifts. I don't think he'd ask us something to earnestly desire something that's not even for us today. Seems kind of silly. So here's the difference. We have one more service left. What are we going to do with all of this stuff that we learned? Are we just going to chalk it away to, oh, that's cool information? We're going to say, you know what, God, I believe that you can use me too. Now we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. So if you're here, and you have pain in your body. Listen, I'm trying to teach you what I'm doing as well. If you're here and you have pain in your body and you're sick of taking medicine, you're sick of coping with the pain, you're sick of saying, this is going to be my new normal and you believe that God can actually heal you and you want to be healed, if that's you, would you please come? If you're here. If you're here and say, you know what, Pastor, the situation I have, I, I, I don't want to.